It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris. And buongiorno. Ciao, Jill. Ciao, Bella. <laughs> I was sent out on a cookie lab reconnaissance to taste sweet treats in from other countries. And I chose Firenze. Because that's where you went on vacation with your family? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm writing the whole thing off as a business yeah. trip for cookie lab. It's a lab. cookie lab expense. It is, right. Legit. So, on my last day in Italy, we went from Florence, Firenze, where we had uh, some fantastic tiramisu, panna cotta, which are not oh. cookies. It's hard no, to, they're not. It was hard to find a cookie. Can I ask you, did you find a gluten-free tiramisu? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and we found completely gluten-free gelatos with cones. Mm, mm, mm. They do such a beautiful job over there. They do. They do a pretty good job. You still have to pay attention, but there are some delicious foods in in Italy. I highly recommend going. Today is is um, not sponsored by the Italian tourist industry. But no. uh, we're willing to we're willing to let them do that if anybody's listening. So I made my way up to Venice, and Venice, it turns out, has a lot of gluten-free sweets, pastries, because they are the inventors of a cookie called Amaretti Morbidi. I love this cookie. It comes when you purchase it in a fancy red tin, correct? Yeah, it can, and yeah, each, or a bag. Each cookie is wrapped in an individual paper that makes it feel like an event to eat it. Exactly. Yes, it is a fantastic treat, a celebration, and it's actually related to the macaron, mm -hmm. which I believe is French, uh, but these are Italian. And the streets of Venice are very narrow. Aren't they water? They have a lot of canals, absolutely. But within the islands that that make up Venice, there are many streets. I see. I didn't. I had no idea. And they're very narrow. Uh, there are no cars at all in Venice. Oh, I might like yeah, it. Yeah, it's very nice. And we were walking down a narrow street, and there was a, a bakery, and they had nougat. We can get it in the North End here. Taroni? Yeah, exactly. That I think that's a brand name, maybe. It's nougat with nuts. No? Yeah, that's what I like. I always get a piece of vanilla Taron or Taroni. I yeah. don't know how to... Okay, so I got, again, a tiramisu Taroni. And we were talking to the, the uh, owner, and he didn't speak very much English, and we didn't speak very much Italian, but we knew... But we knew senza gluten, mm -hmm. and he knew senza gluten, and he was trying to show us on the uh, ingredients that all of the the nougat was gluten free. Even the tiramisu flavored one. Even the tiramisu flavored one. Fantastic. Except for this other one that had pieces of cookie in it. Mm -hmm. uh, so he said, stay away from this one and you can have every other one. So we did. Okay. And 
You know me, Jill. I'm not a big shopper. No, I, in fact, you are afraid. I try to be quiet when I go into shops and not engage with people. I gather it and I leave. Okay. Uh, but I was talking to a lot of like the restaurant owners about how they were making the food. And I was talking to this guy about how he was making his his gluten-free treats. And he said, I also have a gluten-free cookie that's always gluten-free. And he shared with me the amaretti. He said, here, eat one. <laughs> and so I did. They were. It sounds like you made yourself a new friend over there. They were delicious. Good. And there is a romantic story of how the amaretti oh, I, ho I hope you will share it. Came along. Well, they're, they're simply egg whites beaten into a meringue and then basically almond flour and sugar with a little bit of salt because we love salt. We love the... Yes, it it's a secret weapon. And yep. some almond extract to enhance the mm -hmm. almond flavor. But originally mm -hmm. it didn't have almond extract. Uh, the uh, Amaretti Morbido means little bitter ones. And they're little... But they're not. They're, they have that little bitter almond taste. That's it. You know, it's been years since I've eaten one. I'm excited to eat the ones that you have made. So just before you eat it, let me tell you the romantic story. Yeah, no, keep, keep telling. Keep it telling. involved two lovers in Serrano who owned a baker shop. And in 1719, a cardinal from Milan came to visit the local church, and the bakers wanted to make a special biscuit to commemorate the occasion, but they only had ground apricot kernels, sugar, and egg whites available. Why they didn't have egg yolks available, I don't know. But they had. I'm egg starting whites. to disbelieve the story. <laughs> so after baking at a certain temperature to remove the poisonous cyanide in the apricot kernels the little biscuit this is not something i would be planning on putting in a cookie to serve the bishop or whatever oh, the cardinal they were daring and it was 1719 so the people you know like they played with mercury also the yeah sure the little biscuits were gift wrapped in thin beautiful decorated paper and presented that is a romantic version but Early records indicate that they originated in Venice during the late Renaissance period, so mid-17th century. They have a man, the name of a person, Francesco Moriondo, a pastry chef in the court of Savoy, kind of the French western border of Italy. One of those places where you might hear multiple languages spoken yes. and cuisines coming together. And the Emirati biscuits have been part of the Italian patisserie for hundreds of years. Uh, and there's a family called the Lazzaroni family. And they've been making Amaretti biscuits since 1719. And they are... Is the, that the red tin? They are, yes, they are the custodians of the Amaretti archive housed in the cloisters of a 14th century Franciscan church. How many cookies have this kind of a backstory, listeners? Right? Which, this is fantastic. Which contain biscuit tins dating from the 1870s. Wow, I want to go. Are you ready to taste? Well, this will sure. this will transport you. Okay. You're going to put your imagination hat on and and my seatbelt. You're going to be transported to 1719. 
It is. Okay, first of all. This is... I am speechless. <laughs> it is moist. Mm -hmm. And dense with it without being heavy. Mm -hmm. It's a little crunchy on the, the outside. The flavor is exquisite. Oh my god. Incredible. I have to say they are just as good as the Italian baker. Was it hard to do? They are such an easy cookie. I have a little TikTok on our TikTok channel, Cookie Lab Pod on uh, TikTok. Simple, simple, simple. Mix the almond flour, 200 grams of almond flour, 200 grams of sugar, th throw in a pinch of salt, whip the egg whites into a peaks, add a little bit of almond extract, mush those all together. You don't even have to be careful. Mix, mush with your hands, mush them together, make them into balls, roll them in a little uh, confectioner sugar and put them in the oven for a half an hour. So you put the, you put the confectioner sugar first? Yeah. It didn't so soak in? Nope. It's amazing. <laughs> you can taste the almond, but not too much. It's not I feel too like sweet. I'm in a 14th century monastery in the crowded streets of Venice. Acceptable? Is it an I acceptable love it. cookie? Oh my gosh, it's a 3.5 out oh of 3. Oh my gosh. Wow, that's a first. Listeners, it's a very simple recipe. It's on our Facebook group and it is really cool science as well. Oh yeah? Yep. So I mentioned whipping egg whites, which we've talked about a little bit before, I think, in making meringues. When you're whipping up egg whites, you're slowly unraveling the protein inside the egg whites. Is that the albumin? Yes. The pro I pay attention. <laughs> the proteins then sit around all of these beautiful air bubbles that you're whisking in. Right, so they so they stabilize the air bubbles, and that's why you can whisk up an egg white. And it's it, so tall, and it gets it gets peaks. But you can't do that to just a bowl of plain water. Right, you can whisk a bowl of plain water, make bubbles, right, make it foam a little if you work really hard. But it's not going to stay that way. As soon as you stop whisking, it's just going to disappear. These stay because of the proteins, and then okay. Then and then you take the almond flour and you mix it in and really it sits in between the air bubbles. And if you look inside this cookie, um, you can see some of the air bubbles that are still there. I can't look inside it because it's in my belly. <laughs> I actually have one more. I have one more that you gave me wrapped in a, in a beautiful paper. From, from the Italian baker. But this is the cookie that you made. You just wrapped it in the I paper did. from the I baker. Did. I did, because I ate the cookie. Because I'd like to do a comparison, but too late now. Well, you could compare that cookie, but it's exactly the same as, as the cookie that I made you. But you can do something else fun with the paper. I'm going to break it open and see if I can see what you're talking about. What am I looking at here? Air bubbles? Yeah, there's little air bubbles yeah. in there. Yeah, it looks like almost like a bread dough. Mm-hmm. So why is it called amaretti? Because to me, amaretto is a liqueur with a, right. what is it, a licorice flavor? Or? Right. Everybody thinks that these are going to taste like licorice, but they don't. They don't. They, they, taste, they taste like almond. almond. 
Amaretti means little bitter ones. Okay. You already said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it 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 uh, is worth repeating. Do you want to do the little trick with the... When Chris told me he was going to be making these cookies for Cookie Lab, I said, oh, you mean like in Big Night when they set the paper on fire and it goes up to the ceiling? And I didn't know what you were talking about. I oh, know so the movie a... Big Night. Right. But I didn't it's remember that beautiful... scene. beautiful... A beautiful movie, and this is a beautiful scene in the movie. You take your paper and roll it into a cylinder. Right, you flatten it out, and you're going to then roll it into a single-layer cylinder. Yeah, it's it's this, this. I feel like this paper might be excessively big. I don't know. No, it looks the same. We can hear you rolling into a cylinder. That's right. I'm rolling it into a cylinder, and then what you're supposed to do is light the top on fire. Now mm -hmm. I have relocated to my bathroom that my sons use. So is the tube of paper now standing upright on the counter? On the, uh, uh, on so, so the tube of paper is standing upright on, on a plate inside the sink. Okay, excellent. And Extra safety. And I'm going to light it. I'm going to light it on fire. Okay. Here we go. I've got so a they, lighter. So they say to light it all the way around. Oh, well, too late. It's um, it's on fire on one side. I guess I better try to hit the other side, too. All right. So it is like a candle of flame at this time. Yes. And it is moving down the paper. Yes. The paper cylinder is remaining upright upright Very as good. the flame consumes it in a downward motion yes and it's almost down to the bottom should it, this is the point at which it becomes exciting it becomes airborne i think okay it just um <laughs> it just fell over on its side and now it's a blackened husk <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it back into the studio so you can see. That was exciting. We perhaps the most anticlimactic science experiment I've ever done. Here's the here's the blackened husk. Oh yes, that is that is so black and charred and it was supposed it didn't to float look like up it to this. Float floated up at all. It was supposed to float up to the ceiling. I'm sorry. Should I try it with mine? I have one wrapper left. Oh, sure. Here we go. Can you see it? I can. I'm going to light it. I won't see it for long because I can only see about the top half inch of it. It is burning. Yep. yep some flames come up. Yes. Goes it's down. burning like a crown. Mm, a crown and it's of flames. It's burning very evenly down yes. and beautifully like a Roman candle of some sort. Now it's about halfway down, a little more. Hearkening back to our 4th of July of podcast with firecracker yes. references. Yeah, I think this is going to work. Oh, here it comes. It's burning all the way down. Straight down, flat, flat, and nothing. Just burned out. <laughs> all right, more research. Further studies are required. Yes. All right. If you have been successful making the flying amaretti paper treat, then email us at cookielabpod at gmail.com. And until then... I was thinking maybe if it had worked, I would make a wish. And do you know what my wish would have been? For more cookies.
It would be keep your paws off my cookies. Oh, very good. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week, Jill. Say bye. Bye, Chris. It's Cookie Lab.